0: Um, As we discuss singleness, I want you to keep in mind all that we've spoken about in terms of what marriage is for and what it is, what godly marriage looks like, and also our call to sexual integrity and the beauty of romance, um, which transcends sex but also is not uh, eternal. And this is, this is why the biblical vision for marriage, not the church auntie vision for marriage, but the biblical vision for marriage is good news for everyone. Whether you're married or single, whether you're a tick heterosexual or you, you wrestle with same-sex attraction, and even if you wrestle with gender identities, whatever situation you find yourself in, the biblical vision for marriage is good news. Because marriage is not ultimate, it means that we don't have to waste our lives aiming for that as a goal. So keep all of those things in mind as we talk about singleness. We need to have a biblical vision for marriage. We need to have a biblical vision for singleness. Um, and learn how the church should function as a body that cares for Each other, regardless of your life, stage or situation. Does that sound alright? Okay. What I want to focus on here is the purpose of singleness. Because we've I've been saying throughout the night that the purpose of singleness is not marriage. Again, I'm not bashing marriage. I am married, my wife's over there. And so I'm not bashing marriage. Marriage is great. Um, but it's not ultimate, right? And so singleness, if the purpose of singleness is not marriage, what is the purpose of singleness? Okay. So we're going to go back to a passage that we looked at before, Jesus' words on, as, he def- as he defines marriage. But then we're going, to, we're going to read the passage that we read before and then go a little bit further um, to get a little bit of an idea of what Jesus thinks also about singleness. So he's speaking to the, the Pharisees who are asking him questions about Divorce. Uh, And Jesus says, Haven't you you read? He replied, At the beginning, the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Um, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Remember, that's Jesus' definition of marriage. I don't have time to go into that so you can save your questions for another time the disciples said to him if this is the situation between a husband and wife it is better not to marry so pause here for a second jesus gives the, the god's vision and definition for marriage and the disciples are like jesus relax man like that's too extreme like what's going on so they say oh if this is the situation then no one should get married expecting jesus to be like okay yeah cool i went too far instead jesus replies not everyone can accept this word but only those to whom it has been given for there are eunuchs who were born that way and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. Okay. Marriage is hard. The disciples recognized it and Jesus didn't tell them, oh, no, it's not that bad. Marriage is hard. And that's why Jesus says, the one who can accept, the word should accept it. But singleness is also hard as well. Again, the one who can accept, this word should accept it. Let me give you just a bit of an explanation for this whole like eunuch business. A eunuch is essentially a male who can't have children. Um, But Jesus uses this in the context of marriage, so um, I think we can assume that when he's using the word eunuch, he's talking about someone who um, is not married and will not be married. So there are eunuchs who are born that way, so they're born unable to have children. uh been made eunuchs by others, so essentially castrated. Um, or they choose to live as eunuchs. And you might ask, why would anyone choose to live as a eunuch? Why would anyone choose a life of singleness? Jesus said they would choose a life of singleness for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Now he follows those words with the one who can accept it, accept this, should accept it. Uh, he says the same thing about marriage. And so um, I think that that implies, from Jesus' point of view, that marriage is something we are called to or not. And singleness is something that we are called to or not. It's not just some like, You just like, I don't know, put an engagement ring on someone's finger and go wedding dress shopping. Like it it is a holy calling from a holy God. Um, But all of us are called to singleness. Not all of us are called to a lifetime of singleness, but you're not born and then married as soon as you're born. And so singleness is, is something that all of us have to go through. And the purpose of our singleness, whether we're called to it for life or for a season, is not marriage, but the kingdom of heaven. We'll explore this idea in a bit moment through um, 1 Corinthians. But don't waste your singleness looking for a spouse when God is calling you to do great things for the kingdom. That's the purpose of your singleness. It's also, as we saw before, the purpose of marriage, the glory of Christ, the kingdom of God. Um, But we're gonna see in a moment how the, the marriage and singleness else are, are different in the way they fulfill their things. so if you're wasting you, your your time i'm not and, and I'm, I'm trying to be careful here because i don't want to be like on oh, nobody like everyone stop dating if you're, if you're single like no go on dates that if you if you meet people and all that kind of thing and and, and don't let go of that desire to be married if that is a desire that you have and Um, I'd also say like, keep praying and and discern whether that's a God-given desire or one that you've just received as like, this is just like the normal thing to do. Um, So uh, singleness, our singleness, the goal of it is not marriage, but to advance the kingdom of heaven. Jesus isn't the only one who compares marriage and singleness. Paul also does the same thing. And if you read... All of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, you'll get a fuller picture of it, although it is slightly confusing. So I recommend reading with a commentary. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, we're just going to look at verses 29 to 35. He says, uh, what I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep those who use the things of the world, as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away." Just to clarify, Paul isn't saying that if you're married, you should just like do whatever you want as if your wife doesn't exist. And we have to balance this with his instructions in Ephesians chapter five. What he is saying is that life is more than your marriage. Um, If you are married and all of the other things that he lists there, because all of these things are passing away. Um, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. And his interests are divided. An unmarried, mar- an unmarried woman or virgin is cons- is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit, but a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I'm saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right uh, a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. Um, Singleness is for the kingdom of heaven. It's also for devotion to God. We spoke about before how we need the Holy Spirit to be godly husbands or wives. Like if you don't know, if you're you're unable to devote yourself to God and for him to be enough in your singleness, don't waste time fixating on a future marriage. In singleness there there are things that you can do when you're single, that you can't do when you're married or even when you're when you're dating because there's another person to consider when i was single i could just like go to a friend's house and do like an all-night worship session and then go and evangelize in the street without having to check in with anyone like i could just had the freedom to do that now i mean it, amy is very um uh, releasing um and very uh Yeah, very, yeah, extremely gracious. Um, But like, I can't, I can't just decide like, okay, God, like, um, I don't know, it's two a.m. and I'm wide awake. Like, what do you want me to do? Shall we go down to the high street and and see if we can pray for people? I can't, I can't just do that. Um, And maybe you're like, there's no way I'm getting up at 2am to evangelize to people. But there are are things you can do whilst you're single that marriage won't allow you to do. Um, Like you can just go on a mission trip. Like, I mean, obviously, if you have the funding and the finances, but you can just go on a mission trip for like a month. Like I I got the chance to go to, to Tanzania for like almost four months. And like, I didn't have to check with anyone if I was allowed to go. Just went. Um, so, like, don't waste your your singleness um, if you are single. Don't waste it um, waiting for someone, some guy to come sweep you off your feet, or or some girl to, to come along. Um, like, use the time we have. Like Paul says, that time is short. In other words, Jesus is coming back soon. Which means even if you do find out was has been a wife, when Jesus comes back, you're not even gonna. Aims. I love you, but we're not going to be concerned with each other once Jesus comes back, because the marriage, all marriage, passes away. So spend your singleness if you are single, devoted to the kingdom of heaven, and devoted to God. And finally, Genesis chapter two, verse eighteen. The Lord said, "It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper, a, su- a helper suitable." for him. It's not good for any of us to be alone. Um, and so God's solution for Adam's or the man's uh, loneliness was woman, not wife. And it's important that we pay attention to that distinction. Marriage is not the solution to um, loneliness, human connection is. So often when people preach on Genesis chapter 2, um, they might try and use Genesis 18 as a way to kind of be like, everyone should get married. like. Um, and again, marriage is a good desire to have. Marriage isn't God's solution to loneliness, it is human connection. That is embedded in creation, that I need for community, I need for connection. And here's how I can tell like, it's in, the, it's in the passage, but maybe you're not convinced. But here's how I know that marriage is not God's uh, solution for human loneliness Jesus, fully God, fully man, came and lived the perfect life on our behalf he came to rescue us and to save us but he also left a pattern for us to follow and he died at 30 33 single Um, marriage can't be god's solution to loneliness even from personal experience again i'm married but i don't just like lock myself away in the house and my wife be the only person that i talk to because marriage does not fulfill my longing for intimacy. We've already seen that Jesus does that. But even like romantic intimacy is not enough. We need intimacy in friendships. Like I need friends. I mean, I have friends, so I'm not, I'm not lonely. But like I'm, the friends that I have, I need them. It's not just like, oh, I'm married, to so all my loneliness problems are solved. Like I need friends. I especially need friends of of the same uh, gender because um, there are things that we can talk about and understand each other in. It's also super unwise for a a married guy to um, open up to women about all their problems because that's just a whole mess. But I do wanna say that we need friendships of the opposite gender. Like the human connection that Adam was given, yes, became his wife, but it was a woman. Like biblical community includes friendships with the opposite gender. And now again, we wanna use wisdom. We don't wanna awaken love before it's time, before it's so desired. Um, and so with our friends of the opposite sex, again, we're not messaging them at like midnight every night or like FaceTiming them whilst we're in bed or anything unwise like that. Um, but it's important that we, um, that we have, um, wise It's biblical that we have wise friendships with members of the opposite gender. And I just, I think we're so bad at doing that in the church because we are too quick to, at best, Um, Assume that people of the opposite gender who are friends are dating. At worst, we just are so quick to sexualize any kind of relationship with the opposite gender. Um, But it's biblical. Like men and women need each other. So in summary, it's the purpose of singleness is to, to devote ourselves to the kingdom. To devote ourselves to God and to devote ourselves to friendship and actually the byproduct of those things not the goal of those things but like just the the byproduct of those things it actually prepares us for marriage because as we devote ourselves to God we become the types of people who are able to submit to husbands and lay their lives down for wives as we learn how to navigate um, intimate friendships um, we learn how to get to know people properly how to care for people properly how to forgive um, how to do all of these things happen in the context of of relationships, and they inevitably compare us to marriage if that's what God has for.